0: And Nikki, you shit in your pants. On camera. <laughs> yeah, I well, that was real. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking back to all the Nikki moments from that show. I was I was the Bahamas, okay? I was literally the losing screaming it. crying on the boat. That was real. That was so real. The coffee they got that. Listen, the GoPros in the room was next level dirty.
1: Hey guys,
0: I'm Nikki. And I'm Gabby. And we're the, the opposite, opposite twins. twins but some of you guys may know us from before the opposite twin era, and that is the saturation era on YouTube. Saturation era twins. So for those of you guys that are like, what the hell, saturation? How's that an era, like bright colors? I'm confused. We will let you know if you don't know what we're talking about. There's different eras on YouTube. And this was one of them. And this was when we gained our our audience the quickest and the fastest. And we grew a large number very quick. And we were a part of the saturation lifestyle guru YouTubers. Yeah. Um, So basically, Nikki and I, we started YouTube as Nikki and Gabby Beauty. But then once like saturated videos and Tumblr and like music intros and compilations Once that became like a trend, we really dabbled into that. And that's what, you know, grew Nikki and Gabby. So we automatically became associated with all the other saturation era girls. All of us girls at the time, we weren't girls. We were 20 year old, 20 year old plus women. Seeing an opportunity, realizing, oh, if we are this type of girl online and edit like this, we can grow an audience. And everyone in that group wasn't. A teenager. We were all in our twenties and we started all being really business savvy without realizing we were bit, we were being business savvy. And we all started collaborating with each other and sharing each other's audiences so we can all grow. And it became this really smart business strategy that none of us like sat down and planned. It just happened. And we made like a moment on YouTube, all of us together and people still talk about it to this day. Like you'll see these like TikToks that are nostalgic of the 2010s. And people will be like, I wish I could go back to these simpler times. And it'll be like th- our old thumbnails of all of us together and our collab videos and our, what we got for Christmas videos. And everybody's like, stop it. That was a time when we had EOS lip balms and those, the little viral nail polish and fairy lights on your headboard, on your bed, snapback hat. The penny boards, the the, the Victoria's Secret pink, the saturation. People were like, oh, I would do anything to go back to those days, and I want to sit here and talk about like the reality of those days because I feel like we were so good at curating an image to be a saturated lifestyle beauty guru. I feel like we really made it look like a lifestyle when when it was really just an image. And we want to talk about what it took to maintain that lifestyle and what was really going on behind the scenes. I used to get so mad at Nikki because she really, really wanted to do these saturated videos. And I'm like, oh, I hate neon colors. I love powder pink and Audrey Hepburn. And so like Nikki was like exactly like in real life, like, that style. But then you would look at my Instagram and then look at the saturated videos on Nikki and Gabby and be like, wait, what is saturated like her style? Because my whole page was black and white and powder pink. That was weird. It was like some cognitive dissonance with your aesthetic. (laughs) Like it was like Gabby, I made her look super saturated and Barbie girly on the channel. And then you'd go to her Instagram and it was like a little Audrey Hepburn Ariana Grande, Victoria's Secret, Pink, dark glam, and no one was posting black and white pictures on that. You were like a hipster. You you truly weren't like the other girls during that time. Honestly, wow. I was like the other girls. <laughs> okay, Nikki was like the other girls. Can we please get a screen recording of Nikki admitting she's like the other I girls? I was like the other girls. Oh my gosh! And the saturation videos consisted of DIYs, morning routines cheesy skits like expectations versus reality oh my god i haven't uh, heard that in a while gabby this week we're filming expectations (laughs) versus reality (laughs) Uh, and basically like if you didn't if you weren't on youtube during those days there were these trending topics or titles that i feel like every youtuber had a cycle of those trends every month you would either do a you would do, you would post once a week and it would either be a different version of a morning routine, a different version of expectations versus reality, a different version of a DIY for like the season, like summer DIY, winter DIY. And it would always be the same though. It would be look like you effortlessly made the DIY. It was almost like a bunch of Martha's, Martha Stewart's on crack. And like, Nikki and I, by the way, are not artsy or crafty, like whatsoever, deep with DIYs at all. We're great at faking it, and we fucking faked it till we grew, and it's crazy. Like we are about to spill some tea, um, and I think a lot of those gurus faked it too. There's no way that that these you would do a DIY and it would have a DIY fail, but you wouldn't show the fail online and you you didn't want it to be a wasted video. So you would fake make it look like it worked out when it really didn't work. So these poor kids watching our videos would try to do the DIY and probably be like, why the fuck isn't this working? I remember clearly like one of the girls we collabed with like had a set in her house. Like it wasn't even a real bedroom. It was a set. Yeah, a few of them had sets. I mean, Mm -hmm. Alicia freaking had lockers. She went hard hard for her back to school video. I loved the Alicia collabs. We had so So much much fun. fun. Alicia's the one YouTuber that, like, even though me and her were more close or like more similar, I think she had her own different relationship with you. I miss Alicia's sleepovers. We I fucking love that bitch. Love this bitch till the day I die. (laughs) We are just forever connected from this era because I think. The reality is, every other girl that was growing was pretty cool. Me, Alicia, and Gabby, deep down, were really fucking nerdy. We were. And we really bonded over that. Mm-hmm. But we would have, like, at our sleepovers, we would be, like, singing Frozen, like, and Wicked karaoke. Like, she was a theater girly, so, like, we would... Why do I have a flash of all of us with red faces? What did we do at We got some procedure, like, <laughs> facial, and we all... <laughs> oh when we got like the sugar to tan together that's what i'm thinking (laughs) i I feel like um we would have moments where like if people want to be us like look how embarrassing like we're so cringy like (laughs) no one has spa memories (laughs) oh my god we used to go to like the spa with her and one time a group of us like lifestyle like saturated girls we did a huge collab and then we all went to we spa after and we ran into subscribers and if you don't know what we spa is it's like a, a naked all spa nude, like naked spa so it was yeah it was interesting we're, naked. we're like, hey, like hi i love your videos and she's like with her mom naked they're all naked i'm like oh this is a this very is interesting situation <laughs> i feel like in the big collabs there were like the girls y- you would have your sub group in the big group and it was definitely alicia and us and mia for yeah, sure it was for us sure. four do you remember, wait, Nick, Alicia, when we like broke, Nia play, Nia, Gablisha, we broke, <laughs> I play. <laughs> that sounds horrible. By the way, we used to do these collabs with all these YouTubers, and we would mesh our names together in the beginning and be like, "This is the hashtag Nia Gablisha collab." Like, Nia Gablisha. what? Yeah, Nikki, Gabby, Alicia, Mia. Like Nia Gablisha. Like what? 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 And me and Alicia were Nick, Alicia, and like we almost were like really immature in a weird way, but also super mature, but no one would know about it. Like we were business savvy, but doing really cringy things that we had no problem doing. Like we just came up with it. We knew how to tap into it. So those videos were very well curated, planned, edited. And I feel like YouTube went from being like a Jenna Marbles and like all the like the Andrea Russets, Gen X Pens, Shane Dawson, like being comedy and cool, being funny and cool. like O2L and hot, all the hot guys that blew up. And I feel like YouTube went from that stripped down, like, I'm going to follow you for you era to like the Bethany Modas to this lifestyle era. And I feel like Bethany did start it. And I feel like girls took over the internet, trendy girls that made you look like you should want to have our life type thing. Like we almost created this escapism, this fake world where everything was saturated and everything was cute and Tumblr and a vibe. And I feel like, obviously that's not the way the world is, but we created this image and then it went over to Instagram themes from our videos. We were almost like creating this false sense of reality, which kind of led to this filtered version of everyone's selves. I feel like we are partially to blame for people having Instagram themes and feeling like they needed to upkeep a theme to their life or have an aesthetic. And that's not the case. That's not how it really was. So I'm ready to talk to talk about what it took to upkeep that and what it was really like. So I remember clearly, like, always going to the mall, always getting Forever 21, Victoria's Secret pink, and having, like, film outfits and my actual everyday party go-out-with-friends outfits. And I actually ended up having, like, two different closets for a while in, like, my apartments slash, like, my parents' house. Like, I would have a closet dedicated for filming and, like, videos. And then I would have, like, a closet for my actual everyday clothes. And honestly, it goes to show that I think Saturated Era, we were all playing characters. We were. But the craziest part is, like, Gabby, you took the effort to have going out clothes and you also took the effort to have film clothes. But I was, like, constantly on. I was constantly working. I constantly wanted to film. So I became that era and I started buying clothes, not because they were cute, but because the colors would look good on camera and on my Instagram. So my aesthetic, like my personal style was literally no style, but it had to be colorful. And like, I almost feel like I was dressing like I was on Disney channel 24 seven. And I, I, hated skirts, but I was wearing skirts because like this sounds weird, but it was trendy. And like I knew it, it would do well on a thumbnail if I wore a skirt and a ponytail for back to school video or if I wore a flannel for there a back to school video. There a, a time period where like Gabby wear half up, half down hair for the thumbnail. I almost got like <laughs> creative director mode. No, you got very Kris Jenner. Yeah. Gabby, but- half up, half down right now because I saw like from, I had this weird ability to, to be able to see what I would click on in a sub box and I knew what all that demographic would click on. So I almost became like the creative director and it it honestly probably was so annoying, Gabby, on your end. However, I was growing the channel. I, I was probably so freaking annoying, but I was like studying it day in, day out. Me and Alicia would get on Zoom together or not, Zoom wasn't a thing back then. We would get on Skype And me and her, even from my dorm, we would be Skyping and brainstorming video ideas and thumbnails and titles and collabs and putting in research. This is what's doing well. This is the trend. This isn't doing well. These are creators that are growing. Look at what they're doing. Like we were studying. You guys were like, yeah, turning YouTube into like a thesis. Yeah. But like we like we're being really smart because like Mm -hmm. I don't regret anything I did. Look at what me and Alicia created she still she created something for herself to where she's able to branch off and do all these things in her 20s and same with us i'm really glad i did that but i probably was annoying i almost feel like you started seeing me as a chris Jenner and not your twin there definitely was a point where i was like i want to wear, like have a fringe lamp and a vintage nightgown and i want to have an audrey hepburn movie playing like type of morning routine and you're like no here's a vibrant pillow i'm going to throw on your bed like you <laughs> Like, you definitely, like, got on my nerves a lot during them because there was, like, so much of me I was suppressing. And whenever I have to suppress a part of me, it re- I'm a Taurus. I, it really irritates me. So I just feel like that's where the tension definitely started, especially since I take so much pride in my style. When I started making fancy vlogs by Gab, I think it took off because I was showing people a whole side I couldn't show people before. I remember clearly we were at, like, was it VidCon? Or no, no, it was... um playlist live and i uploaded my own get ready with me on my vlog channel and it got like three million views in like two days You're like what gabby how but i didn't realize so many people were waiting for me to make my own because they knew they knew deep down i had my own style that i wasn't showing on nikki and gabby so i think you like really tapped into the king kylie audience like there was the tumblr girl that was like religiously obsessed with like kylie jenner and Victoria's secret and lip filler and pink frappuccinos and then there was the tumblr viewer that like probably younger that loved the saturation and I think you were the ideal tumblr girl and I was the relatable tumblr girl there were two different types of tumblr girls which is probably why our channel did so well because it was two different types of tumblr I think at times I was like I how does gabby do this like how does she look so good like your face your lips your But you were too, you were so not relatable to me or attainable that I just didn't even bother to try to be like you. I was like, I just got to be something else. Yeah. So I just like really tapped into like the relatable, like my, the saturation was attainable, but you're like the whole like commitment you had to your aesthetic was like, whoa. It was funny. I would either get Ariana or Kylie Jenner. Everyone said you look like the baby of Ariana Grande and Kylie Jenner which is so cool. That was like the two it girls at the time. Like you really had your own thing. And like at, at a time, not many girls could like really tap into the King Kylie thing. You really did though. You faded your photos. You had the lips. You knew how to do your makeup. You had the filler, the, the fur, the glam, the dark glam. There was like dark glam versus like bohemian saturated tumbler. I was the other. Oh, my God. You're really bringing back, like, unlocking memories. Yeah. Can we talk about the collabs for a second, though? Can we talk about how, like, there would be people crying and we'd have backpacks? and So, everyone was friends, but everyone had the same goal of, I want to get the most views in this collab. So, it was kind of like... In like a beauty pageant. This person got all her shots, but I didn't get any like type of like drama. Or like this is gonna be my thumbnail, and God forbid you have the same idea as somebody else's for their thumbnail and title. Oh, you gotta, you gotta like f- figure this out, battle it out. Like who's gonna take this title? Who's gonna take this thumbnail? It was very much like, like a dance competition where, or like a beauty pageant where you're all like, yay, friends, but we're competitors. (laughs) Oh my God. That's like the perfect comparison. Like, and if you saw like another YouTuber, like kind of like starting something new and thriving, but like, you're like, how did I not think of that? Everyone like was just so competitive. Truly. And honestly, I could think of one collab in particular where there was like some clickiness going on and But my favorite collab ever was definitely the um, prom collab at Ava's house. Oh, yeah. I almost think when YouTube put their um, copyright issues because of labels and stuff, I really think that's when YouTube took a turn from lifestyle to like um, skits and vlogs because people were like, well, what's the fun of like... Part of the appeal to like those videos were like using the current top 10 songs and cool songs and making it a vibe with the outfit. But the second that got taken away, people were like not into it anymore. TikTok has a lot of momentum now because you could post like songs and audios and all that stuff. Like I can't even imagine if we were still able to now. If we were able to now, I feel like I would still be obsessed with YouTube. Same. Something that made me and Gabby different from the other lifestyle gurus is that we had two people going in on a channel. So we had like, something that made us stand apart, which probably helped our thumbnails and our views. And it probably helped us like grow. However, we had to split money. And I feel like I was doing just as much work as like Ava or Alicia or Mia, but I had to split my check with someone, even though I was doing all the work of having my own channel, I still had to split the money and I think we couldn't even touch the money for a while. I remember like we had.
1: Like, well, yeah, because we were young and mom and dad yeah, were just like our parents. Were like, You're like, making
0: a ton of money really young. We're going to make sure you don't blow through it. Mm-hmm. But like we all knew what it took to plan, brainstorm, shop for it, edit it. And I feel like I feel guilt over this. Like I kind of plopped you in the video. Sometimes I felt like a prop. I, there were some videos I really didn't want to film, and I was being straight up with you, but you were like, "But you have to do it," and I was like, "Okay, it's work." I didn't say you have to do it. I just was like, "Come on, like we're, this yeah. is bl- you saw the fame." I'm you not, liked I'm not victimizing myself. You I liked I, the I fame. Inserted myself, but I did not like everything I was doing. You liked the growth on Instagram. You liked the followers. You liked the fame. You didn't like filming. I didn't like saturated era videos. I'll put it. I'll just put it out there. It like if anyone watches me or knows me knows like I. That era, especially who I was in that era, was just so different from what we were posting. But I feel like you hated it so much and you would rebel, but like you also didn't realize like you're able to have your fancy vlogs and you're able to have this amazing lifestyle because of this one thing that maybe you don't enjoy well, now doing. now I see that, but at the time, yeah. I was like a 19-year-old. I felt like you were rebelling against me, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. But I wanted to say so badly... You you try to hurt me, you hurt yourself. Like, if this video doesn't go up, you don't get that brand money. You don't get that AdSense check. You could ruin this wave we're trying to ride. But I felt like you were always trying to teach me a lesson and you wouldn't show up on film days after I put a video together trying to teach me a lesson. That, and I was that's like... That's not true. That, Nikki, that's not true. Used to be like, I never used to... Try, that's not how my brain works. I When I'm not interested in something, it's really hard to like... It, I can't explain it. It's hard to prioritize things that like... That, I, that don't excite me. That's how I was with school, too. Like, thinking back to certain videos, like, if you're, like, you have to do this and I didn't feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, I remember doing stuff like that. But I'm saying, I was never, like, I was always late to those shoots because I was never, like, I was not excited to film saturated era videos. Like, it sounds awful, but when it, ba- especially back then, my priorities were Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. So, <laughs> I've... <laughs> I now I'm like hey let's go let's get to it especially looking back at those deals we were doing and all that stuff like I feel I look back at younger me and I'm like you stupid Wait, you were working with Target Hello Kitty like Skeds. but it's so crazy because I feel like people who watch those videos would have never known it was such like a such a struggle to get me in that chair to film a saturated era video anyone would be be so grateful to be in one of those chairs but I that that's it was so left field from what was a lot what was in alignment with me at the time that it just felt like, what am I doing? I feel guilty sometimes to this day because I feel like YouTube maybe really was my calling. Um because I I loved editing before anything. Like I'm a techie computer camera girl. I mean I'm I went even went to school for film and I got into really good schools for my like portfolio of videos. I feel like I accidentally made me and Gabby famous because I wanted to edit and we couldn't get friends to constantly be in videos. So, but I could get my twin to be in videos and I would just want something to edit. I was putting her in my passion project. And I think like it created really a weird tension between us. I feel like even if I wasn't a YouTuber, I would be editing for other people. I would, I want to eventually one day be a music video director and editor while being an artist. I want to keep the editing going. I love cinematography and I feel like Gabby always had a passion for like maybe beauty and I feel like I kind of I feel like the whole YouTube wave that I was like let's ride together I almost think I know I, I love you YouTube I, I I was passionate about putting putting out there what I wanted to put out there I as soon as I was able to as soon as I made my vlog channel I felt aligned I felt like oh my god I finally get to like put out what I want to put out. Remember there was a time I was posting videos with Allie on remake girls when we were popping off on Nikki and Gabby and you're like, why are you doing this? It's because I just wanted to be able to have control of what I want to put out. It was just as simple as that. I just always think back to the time where we were blowing up, where you wanted to stay in college. I wanted to leave and pursue this full time. I, you truly like, I've kind of forced you to film those, a lot of those videos. And I almost feel like, where would you be if you, if I, if I didn't exist, would you be a YouTuber? I think I still would have been because I was passionate about the things that were popping off at the time, just not saturated. Nikki, I love YouTube.
1: I but just did like saturated But at era. the
0: time, when the videos were growing, Gabby, the only way to become a YouTuber was having a level of like editing in 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016. I mean, I feel like that's valid for 2013, but I remember as soon as I did that one Get Ready With Me by myself, that took off way more than a Nikki and Gabby video like the King Kylie era you're talking about. I feel like it's still, like I still would be doing what I'm doing. Honestly, I, I give credit where it's due. And thank you for like giving me this opportunity to grow a platform like this during I don't, a popular. I don't need year. praise. I almost feel bad. Like I genuinely feel bad because I feel like growing up mom and dad were like Nikki's the editor. Nikki's the video person, video, video, video. You always had this passion for beauty that i almost feel like you should have tapped into more and like, I think growing up, we always felt like as twins, we had to do everything together. And mom and dad always were like, Nikki, Gabby, Gabby, Nikki, Nikki, Gabby. So when it was time to start a YouTube channel and I wanted to dive into that, I like almost dragged Gabby into it when like she wanted to do her own thing. And, but I, mom and dad were always like, but you were sisters, you're twins. You have to do everything Actually, together. I remember the first year of Nikki and Gabby beauty. I, I remember I posted videos once a week, every day. And then you posted like twice. I think like I didn't have self-esteem. I didn't think I could be enough on my own to carry a channel and grow it to 10 million subscribers like Alicia or an Ava. I I thought I never done that, but I thought I needed a twin and I feel like I dragged you into it. And I think that's where a lot of our issues as sisters came from, because you almost saw me as like a mom, a babysitter, someone you had to lie to sneak around on. Yeah. And I feel like that came from my insecurity feeling like I needed a twin to be somebody and I wasn't enough on my own. If I had confidence back then, would my channel be bigger? Yeah. Would your channel be bigger? Would we be our own people? But you know, you can't go back and saying coulda, shoulda, woulda. Everyone's where they're supposed to be. Like, ever, There's no no wrong timing. Timing is always right. You are where you're supposed to be right now. And I truly feel like even though it was like, pulling teeth to get me to sit there in a saturated video and wear neon clothing. I feel like so grateful for that and to have a sister that was passionate and putting me in these videos with her. And you easily could have been like, no, I'm just doing this on my own. But I got to share the success and I honestly feel unfair for sharing a part of like something you worked really, really hard on. And even though I did work hard too with all those hours of filming, you worked harder in other ways. But I feel like we did exactly what we could have done best at the time we both loved making videos we took our laptops around the house filming each other when we had no friends in high school like I'm not surprised that's where we ended up that's what ended up being our success but I honestly think we would have somehow some way still ended up in these chairs right now even if even if we could have done things different it's just like sad like looking back like we had so much any girl would dream about so much success But at that time when we were blowing up, we were like, so like, just not aware. We didn't understand. Like we got signed to an agency and like, because of those videos, we got a manager because of those videos. We were growing really fast on Instagram, getting these opportunities to like go on tour and work with like JCPenney and Target. And like, but we had different roles. Like I almost was the Kris Jenner, but Gabby was like, You were, the. I think at the time I I had awareness that you were part of the reason like we were really getting views because you really resembled Ariana Grande. And I was like grateful that like you brought that. I just looked like your average bitch in PA. (laughs) You looked like the biggest celebrity at the time and it worked. It really worked. And you know, that's the thing. I was never trying to do it for views. I just genuinely as a twin had huge identity issues. She would do anything to not look like me, even if it meant... I'm looking like someone else. You were inspired by someone else. You're like, oh, I like this aesthetic and it looks opposite of Nikki, so I'm going to be like this. Yeah, I and honestly, I had a very, like... I, have, I had a very similar taste to her in those years and no one else really was, like, doing that. And I was like, wow, there's someone for us girly girls to, like, vibe with and get inspo from. Those years are so like important to look back on now because it's like they really shaped our business. If I'm really proud of every decision we made, as hard as it was to to do all that while we were twins and young and immature and like selfish mm-hmm. in our own ways, I'm so grateful we rode this wave together. I remember In 2013, when we really started posting, we weren't taking it that seriously. We were doing our separate videos, some together, some separate, no strategy. And I remember summer 2014, I sat Gabby down at our parents' beach house and I said, Gabby, starting this point on, this year, we're going to upload every video physically together and together on the thumbnail and I know it's going to grow us. Yeah, that's when we stopped making separate videos. We hated stopping the making of the separate videos, but man, did it work. It worked. Really well. I almost I almost feel like we should do the same thing with TikTok. I know, it's like if we just sat and like committed, we could mm-hmm. do that again. It just we really committed. We knew that we were going to miss making the separate videos, but we knew what would do well. It's so like oversaturated every platform now. You don't even know what what would do well. Yeah, back then like oh my god, we were cashing out because in a good way because brands, like there weren't many creators to go to. We were some of the OGs. So the YouTubers were getting rich, rich, rich because we were collecting all the ad money. There wasn't a ton of influencers. We were some of the first ones. And now there's a ton. So now the money is like spread out. But it's mm-hmm. like we were collecting a lot back then. Comedy skits. That, honestly, that era though was when we had the most fun. That was like the celebrity series. And but what's stuff. crazy is like we have so much more of a business strategy now. The check is nowhere near that. But back then we we had no... It's so crazy how the money was so high and we had no idea. We had no plan. We were just fucking off with a camera. Literally. Like the, the skits. I think I wish YouTube would bring back comedy. I'm just predicting and I'm not just saying this because I'm an OG-er and love YouTube. I predict YouTube's going to have another like... 2019 resurgence like where youtube's back to where it was because remember musically kind of took away the attention from youtube from like 2016 to like 2018 and advertisers were were like dipping on youtube and there was that whole youtube summit thing and people were getting nervous and then all of a sudden in 2019 youtube like popped off again like it was 2014 i have a theory that it will do the same thing again. Like if you look on the YouTube app, like the people who are considered getting the most views right now, it's like 500,000 views. Well, no, there's like a Mr. Beast. Like a world, Mr. Beast, but, but like in our category. Lifestyle, Lifestyle's is pretty much down. Because yeah. I think, I think that TikTok is like, it's a new thing. People like new. And the reason why it's, it adds something different to lifestyle. It's very realistic it's actually the opposite of what we grew up doing. So I think this, it's been an adjustment for us lifestyle gurus to like retrain our brains from trying to make an attainable life to like being relatable. And I think that yep. was, that's was that been our struggle. And like, not for nothing, but like I really love filming on a camera, connecting it to a computer, editing it, uploading it. It builds a thrill and it makes you really proud and excited to upload your content. I feel like, I am not a short form girl. I like I'm good at it. I will do it. I will reel in all those views on TikTok, but I I don't have fun with it because it just took 2 seconds to make and then I just posted it. But the exposure is unreal. Like you show up on people's free pages, collect all those views. Imagine if AdSense was on TikTok. So, Nikki, when did you start feeling like ashamed for being a saturated era YouTuber? On my 21st birthday, I was about to go get drunk at the beach and we were posting like really kiddie content with like I just was like cognitive dissonance I was like what like I'm acting and living like this and I but I really believe this at the time I was like really wanting to experiment with like smoking weed and alcohol and wanted to start partying and figure out my sexuality meanwhile I also wanted to dye my hair a crazy color, which I obviously ended up doing, but I had all these things I wanted to do, but I just like, I would go out with people our age and they were actually dressing like 21 year olds. And like my wardrobe was a YouTube wardrobe. And I was like, whoa, I'm kind of nerdy in the real world, but I'm like so cool online. And I was like, what is going on? How do I get out of this? And I think that tour that we went on, the Girls Night In tour is where I was like, all right, I'm figuring it out. But until then, I was like so embarrassed with people my own age. I actually was embarrassed if they watched our videos. Me and Gabby were acting so PG. But like meanwhile, Gabby's taking nudes and trying to purposely get them leaked. That's when the Finsta was created. We started having Finsta accounts where we started posting our reality since our Instagram, our public Instagrams were this facade, this aesthetic PG brand friendly life. That's when I I remember after my first breakup, I got my Finsta. It was born and we were smoking weed on it every day. We were posting our wasted pics, making out with girls. Meanwhile, I'm like, Target on my like public feed. Holy shit. Oh my God. I remember that time. That was a time. Honestly, I still feel like to this day, I benefit with the Finsta because it's just like, even though now people post what they would post on their Finsta on their main stuff. I just feel like as we get older, you want to keep up with everybody and like, you don't I don't like now as I'm getting older, I don't like people who I know personally to like see my public stuff because I have such like mature relationships with people. I don't want them to see me being like, I'm posing. Well, that's something to this day. I still feel I, I agree with you. I love my Finsta because I feel like I can keep up with friends in my real life and that I went to college with in high school and I can post my reality because on my public page, like it always looks like I'm killing it. It always looks like I'm happy. It always looks like I'm doing something cool. I'm traveling. I'm constantly filthy rich. Like it is this, like, no matter what it look. that's just people only post when they're proud, like when they're proud and when they want to show something, I try to post my reality sometimes, but sometimes like when I'm having a bad day, I don't want to post. So I think that like, for example, sometimes I'll be going through a lot. And people won't feel bad or reach out because it looks like I'm constantly killing it. Same. So when I catch up with a friend after I haven't seen them in a year, they'll be like, what? I've been comparing myself to you. I've kept my distance because I don't want to be around someone like you when I'm going through things. And I'm like, just because I'm posting this does not mean I'm not going through things. I mean, same thing's happening with my breakup. You know, being in the saturated era is was one thing, but breaking out of it was another Nikki, I remember like it was yesterday, our individual EP is kind of what broke us out of Saturated Era. Would you agree? I think w- w- my, when I dyed my hair blue and I, I started like wearing black a lot, I think it was the breakup for me. It was 2016 after tour. I think it was your Let It Roar music video era. No? No, it definitely was way before that. It was right after Girls Night In. That's when I gave up the saturation. It was the everything is blue, Halsey era. And we didn't upload for like two two months. Everyone was like, something's up. And then when we posted, we just gave up the saturation. Yeah. We were like, we're going to be us. And that's when the opposite twins was developed. I think we haven't really been us till this podcast, if I'm going to be honest. I genuinely believe so, too. Because like, we want to be able to be us while like not ruining our lives. Like even on the Snapchat show, like that wasn't the real us. It was definitely... Like, this podcast. That's a separate episode. Like, we need to even talk about what it was like to be on reality TV. Oh, God. Reality TV, let me just say, it's not real. It's not real. So much was fake. I took one. I took one for the team so many times. Nikki did. She was looking like... I had fake meltdowns. Fake meltdowns. Literally, in the Miami season, Nikki's looking like the devil on the the show. Meanwhile, me and and my ex look like we're like... Perfect. Lovey-dovey perfect. The last night of that show... him and I got in like a huge fight. Do you not remember that? Yeah, but like, like the second the cameras were on, everybody put a, put on a persona and my little entrepreneur businessy, I want to grow, that version of myself was like, I'm not going to put my name on something that's going to fail. So if I have to be the devil, I will be the devil. And I fucking stirred the pot and then everyone, every time the episodes would come out, would they do well? Yes. But would everybody hate me? Absolutely. You and Rachel took one for the team. Rachel did fake fights for the show. And everyone hated her. Because she and I were like, you want to be bitches? Let's be bitches. (laughs) And then honestly, I'm not gonna lie. There are some people on set that took things personally. And then we're like, oh my God, like. Well, that's what made it a great show. Because like some people wanted to be the instigators and some people weren't. But then when the episodes would go up, we would hate ourselves for doing that. We're like, why did we do that? This person's off the hook and they're getting praise online. And then we're being called this. And it's like, we've been scared to, tell our stories because sometimes it could bite you in the ass or you know getting canceled is terrifying and like you just wanna you just wanna you know this is our bread and butter this is our life this is how we live and you shit in your pants on camera (laughs) yeah well that was real I'm sorry I'm just thinking back to all the Nikki moments from that show I was I was the Bahamas okay or no, it wasn't Miami. It was the Bahamas. Bahamas, oh! I was literally the losing, screaming, it. crying on the boat. That was real. That was so real. The I cop- can't believe they got that. Listen, the GoPros in the room was next level dirty. The the fucking copies. They literally they failed to mention that we were like starved and jet lagged and. Like, I would freak out over a coffee, too. Yeah, we all got in super late in the Bahamas. And then in the morning, we didn't have breakfast. Everyone was, like, vegan and vegetarian. And everything was, like, sausage and bacon. And, like, so the only thing everyone had was coffee. So everyone was so cunty. Like, but they loved it because we were given the attitude, which is what they wanted. Um, It was, like, the one meal a day for me. All our phones were taken away. Like... Sounds it was like, like the an- one meal a day for me. That's what like I would go I would go yeah. to that show one way and come home like a different way. I, we were all came home traumatized, but that's a separate episode. If you guys want us to do an episode about what it was like being on a reality show Let us know in the comments down below. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was really freeing to like talk about it. I've always been scared to talk about it because I don't want you guys thinking I'm ungrateful. But holy shit, I feel like those of you who stuck around all these years probably caught on. It's still like a little hard to talk about. Like they were it was so hard to be friends with your sister and get along while your business partners thrown into this together. You want to ride a wave. you want success. But we didn't know how to handle it. And I'm really proud of where we are. And I'm proud of this podcast. And I'm excited that we can finally share this shit with you guys. So comment down below what you guys want to hear us talk about. We're ready to give it all. Give you guys what you want. Subscribe. Press the bell. We upload every week. Duh. And we'll see you guys in our next episode.
1: Bye. Bye.